either this is CPA or Nick or late for dinner or whoever you happen to call me. The Dumpster Daddy. That's what we call us around the house. You're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name You wanna go where you can see That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers Where everybody knows your name Especially when you're the walking weapon This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in North East South independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for last week's Slamilton in Crown Point, Indiana by Black Label Pro. I am your host. I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Midwest Territory and the Trending Topics Network. Please Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire, and we have the re- merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a review episode of Black Label Pros, Slamilton 2. And uh, Slate uh, programming notes, something that I want to kind of mention here on the show. It's been put out on social media, but December is going to be independentwrestling.tv month. Now, already on this show in the past, we've had Righteous Jesse and we've had Mr. Brickster. So let's get the other two VJs from independentwrestling.tv on the show. So on December 12th, actually, I put up the wrong dates, I think, on Twitter, double checking, but on December 12th, Stepstool Sarah will be on the podcast, and on December 19th, J-Rose will be on the podcast. Might be working on a couple other bonus episodes for December. One for sure, the other one is up in the air, because I kind of want to end the year on episode 150, or maybe even 151. So, more to come on that, but December, independentwrestling.tv month with Stepstool Sarah and J-Rose. Looking forward to that. And back to the normal. Like I said, I'm your host. I'm Justin Summers, and I'm being joined by this week, much like last week, Charlie Butters. How's it going, Charlie? It's going great, man. It's uh, sleep schedule still all messed up from from this weekend, but it's it's all good. You went 24 hours awake. Well, you took a nap a little bit. Yeah, I kind of just passed out in your car uh, while we were listening to. Uh, some wrestling cheer, or uh, not wrestling cheers, but uh, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Yeah, I wouldn't re-listen to our podcast, like in the car with us. Like I listen to it by myself sometimes, but at that point, no. But yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, we're not that vain. We're just listening to it while we drive now. All, all because I wanted you to catch up to where you were on last week's episode, and you fell asleep during the part that I really wanted you to hear. 
what's really funny is i actually heard all of it i was just like in that in between zone because like i kept every time i hear it i would be like oh that's what he wanted me to hear oh that's what he wanted me to hear and then like i think i re-listened to it again just to like mm-hmm. confirm what i heard i'm like okay that's yeah that's what i remember so like you were sitting in the passenger seat your eyes were closed and i could <laughs> tell you were sleeping and i was like i can't do that so i was just like how the fuck does he do it and uh, that i don't know that i couldn't tell you because i thought i was awake so it's whatever <laughs> i mean i'll openly admit like the last hour hour and a half of that drive was for even for me was rough i was getting really fucking tired and yeah because uh, i was thinking okay can't have caden because caden did go with us but didn't want to be on the show this week um can't have him drive because I don't think he has his license or his temp. Well, I know he doesn't have his license, but I don't think he has the temps either. So I don't know his driving ability. And with you, I was like, you have to drive another hour after me. And you were falling asleep. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, all What's right. What's funny is whatever sleep I got was enough to refresh me to the point that I was good to go for my hour home. Like I was perfectly awake the whole time. Didn't have any issues. So luckily. Yeah, I was happy I, I made it through what I did because, like I said, it was just, uh, uh, I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, they're on the turnpike, like, oh, my God, like, I, this, I know where I'm at. I, I do this drive every so once in a while for work, so I'm like, well, the, the stretch that I was at, so I'm like, I can make it, but I'm like, it's still, still sucks. Start slapping yourself in the face, like, come on, wake up, wake up, let's go. Yeah, but got home, thankfully, one piece. And in between the hour uh, till you got home is when I woke up. I mean, when I passed out and like I passed out hard. Like it always takes me a little bit because like my body needs to like calm down and relax from whatever I just went through. It didn't take long. It was like, yep, we've been waiting for this and out. Yeah, I figured you'd be out, but I was like, I better better let them know I made it home. And then text uh my girlfriend text you and then i was like i went inside and yeah i was wasn't too far behind you so out so, cold so yeah basically for the, you gotta figure it out like it was it's like a five hour drive each direction and, w- and we got there early the a uh, little bit peek behind the curtain i was supposed to get the interviews with stepstool sarah and j rose before the show uh they had a lot of stuff that they were doing for the show and just weren't able to get to it beforehand. So that kind of pushed to everything afterwards. So we got there. Well, we got at the venue a little bit after one, which was what I was aiming for. Wanted to get into the area by noon. So a little bit afternoon and went to Portillo's, which is like the, the main stop anytime I'm around any place that has a Portillo's. So uh, I, I got this time a... Italian beef with sausage, and I, I don't know, I thought it was going to be a ground-up sausage like the beef is, mm-hmm. but it's actually just a regular sausage sausage, which I like sausage sandwiches, but I think the added Italian beef I didn't with that I didn't like. Like, I'd rather have Italian beef or a sausage sandwich, because the like, casing around, like, sausages are so thick that's like you got to take a just an extra strong bite, I'd, I'd want to say, make sure you rip through it. <laughs> yeah that's that's what i always got there but uh never again um i mean what i had was fine that day but uh i i on our second trip there in the evening um i had some amazing godlike chicken fingers that will now take the place of 
that sausage and Italian beef sandwich. So it is going to be hard for me to stray away from the Italian beef because the Italian beef is just so good. I think I've gotten some form of it every time I've been there, and now I'm like the big beef is going to be my favorite. Yeah, I think uh, with this this third trip there, I have well third and fourth. I have refined what my order will be from now on. So. <laughs> And you've learned you have to get the chocolate cake shake. Yes, but just a small, not a large. Yeah, I made the mistake in getting a small the first time, and that might have been fine. But I knew, like, last time when we went to Black Label Pro, we went before and after. And that was a bit my first time around a Portillo. Well, I'll be able to eat at a Portillo. It's not around one, because when I was over the road, I was around them here and there. But finding a place to park was always the issue. So, like, it would, it had been it had been over five years. Last time I had it was like March 2014. And prior to that, like I had it December, no, January of that same year. So I had them like really close together, but I hadn't had it since then. So when we went, I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to get one before and I'm going to get one af- after because I don't know when I'm coming back. I don't know when I'm going to be around it again. Turns out there's going to be two more times later that year, but uh, it was too much the second time. Like when we were on the way back, like, I've, I think I got, like, halfway through, and I just got kind of tired of a milkshake. Like, I mm-hmm. needed, like, That's... I needed something else, like water, Gatorade, uh, something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, our first, when we were there in the afternoon, I got that large, and I'm like, I don't even want any more of this. Like, it was good to, to have it again, but I have over half of this left, and I don't want it. I just wanted a small. Yeah. So, when I, I went back later after the show, I was like, all right, I'm not getting a chocolate cake, cake shake for me. I got one for my now fiance because uh, she kind of wanted it. And I warned her. I'm like, it's like it's going to sit in a car for five hours, <laughs> technically over five hours because we stopped twice. So, you know, just understand it. And at, at first she uh, she told me, well, she was she was fine with it. And later she's like, well, I was joking. I'm like, no, I'll bring it home to you. But just it's not going to be as good as getting it fresh like she's had before. So she knows the difference. Um, but with the drink, I got like I got a Sprite. So I'm like, all right, just drink this here and I'll be fine. And yeah, uh, that's, I mean, when you're around Portillo's, it's, it's kind of a must. It's one of the places that if you're not from the area and you're in that area, you need to get. I was the same way with Raising Canes and Tim Hortons anytime I went through Columbus, but now they're up here. So now it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, I'll never bring seven energy drinks with me again because <laughs> I know I can't drink all seven of them. And then we will have to stop for water and I will pay an arm and a leg for water. So <laughs> never again on that one. Highway robbery happened. Turnpike robbery. Yeah. For me, it's uh, about two is my max. Mainly because a lot of the, the sugar and everything in them, but I know what they do to your heart. So I know a lot of people, it's like one a day is what you're probably the best you should do. But mm-hmm. worst case scenario is two. So I would have just done two. I even think I had two with me, but I, I just drank the one on the way there. And that's the other thing, like with us, like when we're we're going there, we now have a perfect streak of like we don't stop. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it feels that going there flies by. Coming home is where it drags. Now it used to it used to be okay both ways, but now it's the the ride home was a little bit harder this time than it ever has been before. But the drive there was easy as pie; like it flew by. So. Well, we had to make the two stops. That's, yeah. I mean, those were both my fault, but it's still, it, if we wouldn't have made those stops, I still feel like it would have been, it would have been worse, I think, than, than even with the two stops. The two stops kind of helped uh, revitalize me a little bit, so. You want to you wanna talk about your uh, conversation with Trey Lamar? 
<laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I just, I mean the the one that we we talked about on the turnpike because when you said it, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> I want to because it was a funny joke. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Portillo's was hollering back at me on uh, on the turnpike, and so we stopped. I went to the bathroom, and <laughs> what did you say? I don't think it's what I said. It's what what you said, and then it's how I replied back because you had mentioned like as you got in. Talking about you, like you just had a conversation with Trey Lamar. Oh yeah, I, I I had I was tweeting on my phone like on the way back, and I was like, yeah, uh, I I was uh, Trey Lamar was talking about AJ Gray, uh, watching the the gif of his leg drop and and all that stuff, which was a really cool sequence in his match. Um, and I was like, well, it was really cool, whatever. And I was like, so I was like, yeah, I was arguing with Trey Lamar, and you're like, oh, is that what you call it now? <laughs> referencing to uh pooping <laughs> basically because because he gets in the car and he was just like i just had a argument with trey lamar <laughs> so probably figuring he was talking about like a you know twitter or something but knowing what he just did i'm like is that what you call pooping an argument with trey lamar? All right, i gotta go have an argument with trey lamar i'll be back kind of like how people say they're gonna take the browns at the super bowl <laughs> Uh, poor Trey Lamar. I like him. I actually had a conversation with him for the first time ever at Black Label Pro, and yeah, so <laughs> not that kind of conversation. So, uh, Mouse, if you are ever having to poop, I like the word poop. People don't like it because it's childish. I don't mind the word shit, but I don't know. Poop just sounds funnier. But if you if you ever had to poop. Say that you're you're gonna go have an argument with Trey Lamar. That's gonna be the the new thing. <sighs> At least you didn't try to tell me that I needed to make Trey Lamar bleed. And uh, <laughs> I'll throw it out there too. It's in no way, and I want nobody to take it as a as a racial thing. It's just he came back from pooping and said he just had an argument with Trey Lamar. He could have said he just had an argument with Hornswoggle, and I would have said the same thing. <laughs> Just to be clear, because even when I said, I'm like, oh, that guy has some racial undertones. I'm like, I don't mean it like that. Just because you say. Yeah, that's why this just just needs to not be on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Trey knows I love him. He's a fun dude to uh, make fun of, but he kind of likes, kind of likes a little bit, kind of likes the heat. <laughs> okay, I'm not making it any way like that, but I, I just <laughs> there's a reason why I didn't say I like to shit on him because that just would have been horrible. <laughs> I love the rag on the dude, but I do love Trey Lamar, uh, even though he tried to steal my phone. Your brand new phone? Yes. Sh- shit. At that point, it was like a, not even a week old. But anyway, we traveled five hours, got our Portillos. Arrived to the venue very, very early, witnessed a little bit of the Josh Alexander seminar, had a little conversation with him when I, when I had a chance. I was, I was so happy to see him again because he hadn't been here since, as far as what we talked about, was like the end of 2015. And that, that's, that's a long time. So 
Great to see him. Still remembered some things about me. So that to me, that was kind of cool. But he's just an all-around great dude. I was happy to see him get his visa, being able, or whatever it is exactly that he has, being able to come over here and work, and then obviously working with Impact. Uh, him and Ethan Page is great. So then, I don't know, after that, like, what, uh, did you do anything else before the show? Or, like, were you just, like, straight to the seat and, like, just waiting? Uh, I gave um, Eric Stevens a Peach Fizz rain that I had promised him. On Twitter, uh, I had a uh, orange dreamsicle rain myself, which is now my fla- my favorite uh, flavor. Um, kind of just relaxed, and then uh, yeah, we the seminar was over. It's time to go get our seats, and yeah, we were lucky enough to get like really good seats. Like I paid for front row seats, and we got exactly like where I love getting front row seats. Uh, even if I get to pick my seats, it's where the hard cam is behind me. And normally that means you can get a lot, lot better shots uh, for Twitter. So completely happy. You know what? I, I do want to throw out, uh, I'll probably thank them or him next month, but a huge shout out from Mikey from Black Label Pro for working with us and, you know, allowing me to come in early and potentially record. But, you know, it was all going to be if. Those two had the time before the show. Like I said, unfortunately, they didn't. We did everything after the show, but he really didn't have to. I'm just a fucking or we are just a podcast in two states away that don't really pertain to him. But he did make the comment to me earlier in the year, like we should come out to Black Label Pro and we've done it twice. And since I was going and I, I had actually planned those interviews a month or so before I had officially bought tickets and I wasn't planning on doing it then I was planning on just doing it sometime next month over Skype. But when the opportunity presents itself to do it live, I'll always, I'll always pull a, not, it's not, I want to say Glenn Beck, but it's not Glenn Beck. Uh, fuck it. We'll do it live guy. Why am I blanking on his name? I, th- I thought that was Glenn Beck. Is it not? No. Um, I know what he looks like. Uh. And what I'm going to do really quick to try to... Bill O'Reilly. Bill, Bill O'Reilly, yeah. I was going to look up Epic Rap Battles of History. But <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. So much like Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, do it live. And that's what I did. Old white guys. I don't know. They all look alike to me. <laughs> yeah, Bill O'Reilly. So Mikey worked with us. And I don't know if and when we'll go back in 2020. I know Charlie wants to go. Caden wants to go. I want to go, but kind of planning a wedding in two years. Granted, it's two years away. I don't know if I'll be able to go. I want to work on some things to at least go out there. At least, Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have this discussion again next year because uh, I think I can convince certain parties. We, we'll make it a, a every couple month thing. I, I, it's... I, I was telling Mikey when I talked to him after the show, I was like, AIW is my home promotion and I love them a ton. But Black Label Pro is honestly my favorite indie promotion. Um, my favorite indie indie. Um, they uh, they knock it out of the park every show. And I mean, so does AIW. But like they just the, the difference in talent. Uh, I like the, the different change up in talent from each company, too. So. Uh, I really like what they do with everybody, and uh, yeah, they're. They, I think this show really cemented that for me. 
um, with the surprises we got. So, what about Southern Underground Pro? Uh, I mean, I like them. Uh, I just rewatched their last show because we're doing that review. Um, it'll actually be out tomorrow night, and I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but there was. I mean, they're like, I mean, they're in the conversation, but they're not, they're not my one or two. Is it because Brett lost the Bone Storm Championship? No. Um, I mean, we kind of discussed that at one point, but it, it really wasn't that because, like, you, you have to lose it eventually. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I just, I don't know what it was with the last show. Like, I, it, like, I watched part of it live, but trying to rewatch it again has been really difficult. I don't know. Like, there's certain matches I really liked. And some stuff that just bored me to tears. So, I don't know. I think one thing I have with any company pretty much that's not AIW is when I don't know any competitor to the match. Especially if it's a one-on-one match and I don't know who either are. So, there's like very little investment. Like, that's partial of the reason why I don't watch UFC. Because if I'm watching two fighters that I don't know who are or I have no investment to them, it just... It doesn't hook me in, like, if I even know one. So, like, there was matches on this card where I don't, I didn't know much about either competitor, so it was kind of a low spot for me. Still, still fun matches, but, like, I didn't have the same investment when I knew one person. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it's the same way with up for me. But at the same time, I can, a lot of times, learn who new people are, but I know if a card has too many people I don't know, then it's, it just becomes, too much of new people trying to remember. Yeah, I I don't know. Like it, it was just a weird card for me. Like I, I just felt like the the year next show was kind of almost like a transitional card. Um, I liked some of the matches a lot on it. Like Matt Justice and uh, Warhorse was really 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 good. Um, there's some other stuff I enjoyed, but it just I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into to this card because there is. 12 matches that we have to go over. There were some two pre-show matches, which was kind of cool with all the wrestlers in for the seminar. And I think a handful of that just came in for the pre-show that it was, it was kind of cool. So like person that we know that did win the, the battle Royal was friend of the show, Ziggy Hine. Yeah. She outlasted uh, 12 other people. But she has problems with time zones. Yes. She uh, told us before the show, because I seen her when she came in, uh, smiled, and came over, shook hands, and talked a little bit. And she was like, yeah, I, I didn't realize there was a time zone difference till I got here, and I'm here an hour before I wanted to. So <laughs> that's where that came from. And I did inform her, about I'm like, oh, you can go to Portillo's. And she's like, what? What's that? And I was like, oh, you can go get a... They have a, the big thing they have there is a chocolate cake shake. She's like, a what? I'm interested. Uh, explained it to her. Said she doesn't, she's not huge on sweets, but she likes cake and she likes a shake. I don't think she got it, but she's had at least two Black Label Pro bookings uh, on the two shows that we went to. And I think the first one, she was there for the seminar. And this one, she came out just for that match. So hopefully, you know, we see her. In, in Black Label Pro. I think you should have a great match with uh, Billy Starks. Oh, yeah, most definitely. i like to see them, too, uh, maybe mix it up even uh, closer to home eventually. Yeah. Well, if we can get Billy in more places, but uh, she's 
I don't know if it's because of her age. She can't wrestle in certain states, but I think the only state I've seen her wrestle in was Indiana. Okay, no. Change that. That is the only state I've seen her wrestle in because this was <laughs> the only show, but I've seen her technically at other shows. But she has time. Well, hopefully she she gets up here, but at the same time. But, yeah, she'd kill it, those two, like whether they were a tag team or in a match. And then I don't remember everybody in the other pre-show match. I didn't really tweet about it. I think we knew two competitors in it. Or no, I think I knew more because I knew Sage Phillips too. Um, but as a whole, I couldn't tell you everybody. But Manders and another guy, something about beef. Yeah, big beef. Big beef. Big beef. Not Portillo's. But uh, <laughs> that's a tie in beef. <laughs> they won the four way tag match. So then we go into the actual Slamilton card. Uh, started off a little weird. We'll say uh, lights went off and, and came back on uh, right before the, the cameras officially started rolling mm-hmm. and, and going live. So I don't know. That just seemed a little off. I don't know. It's, you know, we're going live on independentwrestling.tv. Maybe it looks cooler to go from, you know, completely black room and everything and like lights come on and boom we're live so we started off with uh steps little sarah she gave her little speech before the show which every every announcer has their own aiw is a little bit different but I, I love her spin on it and then actually like she wasn't going to be the ring announcer for this show instead we're going to get well the other person we're going to have for independent wrestling.tv month we have jay rose and at the same time because you know doing the tweets and everything Stepstool Sarah was doing videos for for some of these matches on Black Label Pro's Twitter hand uh, account at B Label Pro, so you can like go check those out. Where she kind of kind of minor pre match interviews mm-hmm. that, that yep. you can, you can catch catch on the on Twitter. And I think J Rose would do that too, but he always never really appeared on camera. But Stepstool Sarah, with everything that she has uh, that she does on the internet, they have her hold the mic and talk to these wrestlers. Didn't get to watch many of them during the show, but I saw that they were popping up, and I'm like, this is cool. I tried to retweet as many as I could. And, uh, yeah, so Jay Rose, announcer for the show. I mean, the only thing I know he screwed up with, he did call Ziggy Heim, Ziggy Haim, but I think <laughs> we're in a we're in a time pe- a learning curve period, I should say, where a lot of people are going to get it wrong. I've got it wrong for a while, but it's Ziggy Heim. It's the one you don't think it's going to be. Because I'm like, oh, Ziggy Haim sounds, I don't know, that sounds better. Like, no, it's Haim. Okay. It's that one. Sure. (laughs) So, after all this time, let's get into the 12 matches that we had on the card. And we start off with Ethan Page versus Trey Lamar and Jake Lander. But turns out it's still going to be a handicap match. But it's actually going to be Trey Lamar, Jake Lander, and Joshua Bishop. Versus Ethan Page. So, as we're about to see this three-on-one match, <laughs> Hornswoggle's music hits. And he gets in the ring. There's there's a little bit of back and forth. So, you figure... So, let me preface this because everybody's wondering how, how I did with the match. Because I told everybody I was going to be in the match. Well, earlier that day, since we did get there earlier, I didn't mention this. But Ethan Page told me that he no longer needed my services... He hired somebody that was more of a man than me, and then Hornswoggle came out. So I was like, "Oh, that that's a great way for him to troll me." So, um, <laughs> so that happened, and then uh, continue. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll let you tell the rest. So they decided to start the match under the ring, 
and Blood Diamond followed, like you think they would. And uh, all of a sudden, you can hear there's a big fight under the ring. The other side, uh, which is right in front of us, all of Blood Diamond comes out going, what the hell? Hornswoggle comes out. Ethan Page comes out. And the surprise Danhausen comes out. And uh, everybody loses their mind. It was a surprise housing. Surprise housing. It was wonderful. Uh, I, it was it was just glorious. I was so happy he was there, and he was helping Ethan Page and Hornswoggle. <clears throat> uh, the match ended up being really good. They did the tequila spot with both Ethan Page and Hornswoggle getting involved, almost, uh, which was really fun. Almost instantly after they got out of the ring, out from yes. under the ring, <laughs> should say. He has those magic powers. He he got up on there and was like, "Start the music," and it went away. Man, it's good stuff. Uh, then we had a little bit more back and forth, and uh, Dan Housen decided he was going to choke slam uh, Josh Bishop. Yep. Ethan Page was going to help, and then uh, we got Hornswoggle help- assisting with the power bomb choke slam combo. They pin him. One, two, three. New tag team champion Housens. Two and a half men Housens. It was like a double choke slam, but with how short Hornswoggle is, he was at Bishop's feet because actually Josh Bishop tried to kick Hornswoggle. So he actually had Hornswoggle had Josh Bishop's right leg on his shoulder. So mm-hmm. the way the choke slam went, it almost looked like the shield power bomb. Right. Yeah, that's what they were going for. It was a two and a half man bomb. Uh, absolutely great. <laughs> and, and like Charlie said, uh, two and a half Menhausen. Uh, win and they are your new black label pro tag team champions what a way to start off the show uh love that dan Housen. love ethan page love technically i love blood diamond too but um they got the crowd started off right and we kind of found out that that's why the lights went out before the show <laughs> so they could get dan Housen under the ring well dan Housen's all powerful so he made that happen so <laughs> He told the lights to turn off. They turned off so that he could walk out there and, and hide. So, Up next, God, this first half was fun. We then had Brett Eisen versus Filthy Tom Lawler. <sighs> Buddy. Everything I wanted in a match minus the finish, but hey, it is what it is. Good stuff, man. Uh, it's weird Filthy Tom Lawler not coming out to the music I'm used to him coming out to. Yeah, there he comes out to kiss from a rose. And fun twist, Jay Rose kissed him on the cheek. Yes, and he gave him the roses. So it was was great. Good stuff. Both iconic songs. I I can get behind him coming out to that as well. So I enjoy it. He doesn't do it anymore, but when Brett used to come out to Hail Mary, I love that. I never considered Hail Mary a theme song, but he pulled it off. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately... Filthy Tom Muller made Brett Eisen tap to get the win. Yeah, but I think uh, I think we'll see Brett Eisen back in Black Label Pro. Um, the the way they kind of talked on commentary and everything, I think this was a uh, kind of a, an opening for him to uh, shine. And I think that I think they'll bring him back. He was he did really well. The match was even watching it back. It was really really good. So I really enjoyed it both times that I saw it. And huge shout out to our friends, Sobros Network, who sponsored this match. And um, you had Stoney Keeley, and I'm just having one of those nights. I'm blanking on Ever uh, Mosley, John Mosley, who came out up with Brett. So 
cool to see some friends uh, in a in a place where that neither of us called home. Um, and I know Stoney Keeley got introduced to Raisin Cane's and Portillo's. So what a fucking weekend for him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I really hope – I mean, I really hope to see Brett in a lot of places. It's almost something that, that I said today as of this recording on Twitter on my personal account that I'm really getting – like I don't care as much for the bigger companies and that's not singling out any company. It's like if – if you're not basically, if you're not in, on independentwrestling.tv or you're just not an independent company, I, I kind of don't care as much about you. And there's just so many wrestlers that I'm so invested in that are on on the smaller level, and like I can't wait till more people learn about them. You know, I could give you a list, and you know, Brett Eisen's on that list, uh, Cabana Man Dan's on that list, O'Shea Edwards, IFHY, um, Lost Boys. The the list goes on and on. Hashtag no new friends. Fucking side note. I mean, we're going to get into the next match, but Danny Adams changing around his character is fucking great. Yes. And it's those – like, I'm more invested in that than what a company is putting on national television. Any of them. Right on. Unless you're on Twitch, and then I'm honestly interested, but I still don't watch. And I just want you to sign Sleazy Sparks. That's it. Um – and then also going back to this match, and like I said, hopefully we see Brett Ice and Black Little Pro and anywhere else long more than that. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler took off his shoes, left him in the middle of the ring. I think it was it has been announced that he's not taking any bookings in 2020. He hasn't said why, but no more bookings. Yeah, something's up. So something something's cooking in the works, and uh, left the shoes in the ring. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I, just when I was really starting to really, really enjoy his work, um, I may not get to see it live anymore. So We have at least one more. Yeah, at least one more, but we're going to have to make it count, I guess. Next up, we have the tag team match of Dan the Dad and Kevin Lee Davidson, known as Hashtag No New Friends, versus Space Monkey and Shane Saber. Space, Space Pirates. Pirates. Um, kind of like like I said earlier, uh, Dan the Dad or Danny Adams, Dan the Dad, <laughs> whatever you, you want to call him. I mean, to the point like he changed up his Twitter handle, which was uh, Danny Adams something, and now it's at Thanks Dan the Dad. He wrestled with glasses on, and he was wearing New Balance <laughs> sneakers. It was amazing. <laughs> oh man, so good. Um. You know, it was no new friends that that got the win via pinfall. But God, uh, if there's anybody who stole the show, it was Danny Adams, Dan the Dad, whatever you want to call him. When it made me create uh, a dream match, actually combining two dream matches that I had: Dan the Dad versus Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham versus Cabana Man Dad, and it is the clash of the Dad Dan's because it's. Dr. Dad, Dan the Dad, and Cabana Man Dan, who is a dad. Yeah, my three Dans. <laughs> my three Dans, I think that's the way you put it. Um, I figured it would be in a, a My House, My Rules match, and whoever's whoever's <laughs> uh, hometown is closest to the venue claims uh, the their house rules. That's not going to be a thermostat on a pool mat. <laughs> I had a couple of like dad re- like related things in my head, and that was one. 
that I was thinking about. I guess this could be a series of matches, and we could just run through different weird gimmicks for it. It'd be fun. Uh, next up, uh, this is the match that... <laughs> there could be a lights-out match. <laughs> a lights-out match? Yeah, could you leave all the lights on, and did uh, they get upset because you're running up the electric bill? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> instead of a strat match, don't make me take my belt off match. <laughs> Make me turn this car around, match. <laughs> uh, next up, we had the match that I just didn't know as much about. Uh, and I'll probably butcher these names. Ren Narita. Narita. Yeah. Yep, you, you got it. You got it. Versus Isaiah Velasquez. Isaiah I just fucked it up. You just repeat. <laughs> these guys had a hell of a match. Man. Yeah. Holy shit. Just beating the piss out of each other. And that the finish with that fucking uh, Northern Lights, like belly to belly Northern Light. Oh my God, that was insane. He landed like I thought he hurt himself when he did it, but he just he's just that powerful in his neck. He just psh, didn't even bother him. That's crazy. Yeah, this is definitely like one of the matches that since I don't know as much about the competitors, I don't get as much invested. But uh, there, there was yeah, it was just fucking hard hitting. It was uh, Ren. Got the win via pinfall. Mm-hmm. How was this one going back and watching it? Uh, just as good as watching it live. I mean, all these matches really held up. Like, I watched it the next evening just to hear the commentary with it to see if there was anything I specifically missed that they were kind of trying to put over. And, uh, I mean, this match was just, just as good. I mean, actually, I thought it came off a little bit better because they were able to explain more um, about the two men um, than what we knew. And, uh, like still that, that the, the bridging, like Northern lights suplex, it's like a belly to belly into a Northern lights bridge pin. That was insane. The way how, like how it came out of nowhere, uh, for Ren Narita to get the, the victory and, uh, his first excursion match, uh, he, he picks up the win there. It was, it was good. Real good. Next up we had Billy Starks. Versus Kylie Ray, the uh, the battle of the the smiles, um, or should we say Billy Tista? Billy Tista, yes. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it started on one of those videos that you can find on Black Label Pro's Twitter account with Stepstool Sarah, where she kind of put over this, you know, the Batista pose with the machine gun stuff, and that translated into the match, and people were going crazy for it this match i was looking forward to because i had yet to see billy or kylie wrestle i I don't think kylie had any merch or anything out which was kind of upsetting because i kind of wanted to get a picture with her yeah me too so but she she was gone by intermission so this it it was a really good match i love the little spot they did with with the biting and uh adding in the ref and, and all that uh absolutely fun match and I'll I'll put Billy over. I mean, I think everybody knows how great Kylie is. Like at, at this point, it's just a known fact. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think Billy is going to be like the one to kind of take Kylie's place whenever she gets another shot at something bigger. I would like to see them go again. Actually, they had a, a really fun match, and I, I wanted to see more. So I definitely like to see them hook up again and and have another match because it was it was real good. It's, Probably one of the best live women's matches I've ever seen. So, 
Next up, we had Stefan Bonner versus Logan James. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I love about this match is there was a part of me that thought that this was going to be a really quick squash match. But for the most part, it was Stefan Bonner beating the shit out of Logan James. But anytime Logan James would get some sort of offense in or a lot of stuff before the match, he would just be talking shit. So it got to the point of, you know, when's, when is he going to put him away? And then I forget the move that he did, but he got the pinfall. And when, and it was one of those moments, like, once it happened, it was like, that's one, two. Uh, well, uh, the other thing we really need to talk about in this match is when Logan James dove over the top rope and uh, completely ate shit on the outside, landed high up on his uh, back and neck. Um, very scary moment. Uh, luckily, he was not injured. Uh, he got back up, continued the match, and finished. Uh Stefan Bonner hit this uh, this real sick kick on him, followed by an elbow drop off the top rope for the one, two, three. And you could tell Bonner's new because he uh, definitely was talking to the other side of the crowd and not the hard cam. So that was really funny seeing like some of the wrestlers like yelling to look at the hard cam. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't catch that. But even looking at the pictures like that, I kind of have that. Yeah, he was totally looking the wrong way. But I mean, that's the stuff you get for, for being relatively new. I don't even know how many matches he's had. I know at least two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had him and Justice had a real good match the night before. I was told, and then this match. So I was impressed. Uh, it, it it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I mean, that's that's not anything against either man. It was just you don't know what you're going to get with something like that. And it was I was really impressed. All right, this led us into intermission, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Listen to Virtual Pros, the world's only wrestling podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Listen to Virtual Pros, available on Earl Heights Place, Spotify, Podcast SoundCloud. Available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Coming out of intermission, Alex, uh, Josh Alexander, almost said Alexander Hamilton, works with Hamilton, but Josh Alexander <laughs> came out not in his gear, and he uh, he announced that he he can't compete in a match versus Eric Stevens because um, he tore his bicep. Yeah, 
what I was about to say. Uh, 100% sure. Exa- remember exactly. I have a really bad thing where I think I know what I'm saying, but right before I say it, I start to doubt it. <laughs> I yeah. get that too. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it was a torn bicep. And we then got Colby Durst coming out, which was odd. He had a match scheduled against somebody else. And yeah, Co- Kobe is, uh, he he's so so good. Like I didn't realize it until seeing him in person. His like for the second time, like his facial expressions and everything when he like was cutting his promo was so good. Oh my goodness. He's one continue, of, I'm sorry. I mean, he's <laughs> one of those dudes that I feel like he's on the verge of breaking out. I remember when he had a match or two, I think it might have been just one match in AIW. I've seen him how he's been in all these other companies, but he hasn't had that really, really big, almost like what I said about AJ Gray. He hasn't had that really, really big moment yet where everybody's going, Oh, that's Kobe Durst. Yeah. He, uh, so he proceeds to cut a promo, make fun of Josh Alexander, um, attack him and out for the save, Eric Stevens, who at this point is three reigns deep. So he is hype AF. And uh, he challenges Kobe for the Black Label Pro title. We we call him a coward and tell him to do it. And uh, he does. <laughs> and this match was like, what, a minute? If that, <laughs> yeah. He basically took uh, two moves, and uh, that was it. New champ. Your new Black Label Pro champion. So that got a lot of us to go, well, what the fuck happened to Colby's opponent from later tonight? What the fuck's going on? We'd have that answered very soon. Yes. So the next match was Blake Christian, that set up yeah. opponent, versus, okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about my struggles on Twitter. I'm not a huge fan of tweeting at different companies. And it's, if it's mainly because it depends on if I got a whole card and if I know everybody who is on that card. There's a reason why I didn't live tweet Dropkick Diabetes this year because I don't know how many of those wrestlers had Twitter and I don't know all of their Twitter handles. And I know when I did it two years ago, it was fun trying to search some of them. <laughs> so uh, this wrestler comes out and I kind of mishear his name at first. And I, I got saved, but his name is Airwolf, and the way J Rose announced it, it kind of sounded like Arrow, because how he held out Air and Wolf. So I almost actually tweeted out Arrow, but for some reason I didn't actually send out that tweet. And then a couple of minutes later, I realized his name is Airwolf, and looking at his getup, I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah so so I got, I got the twitter handle right at official airwolf that was a really easy easy thing to find and i'm gonna throw this out to wrestlers whether you're listening or not um do myself a favor do your fans a favor at the same time too. have your name either in the twitter handle or on your display name whatever or however you put it because it's really irritating when I'm trying to find you and I don't know your Twitter handle. One example, and I'm not meaning to throw her under the bus because as much as like she's a friend of the show now, but uh, Ziggy. Right now, she doesn't have Ziggy Haim or Ziggy Haim. See there, even I fuck it up. Um, it's not in her handle and it's not in the, like the little display name. So if I go to look up Ziggy 
her Twitter handle doesn't pop up. But she's lucky that I know she's at bloody adorable. Right. But I know if you're trying to find someone new, it's when you don't have either of those two things. So that's something that I throw out where sometimes somebody's trying to find you on Twitter and they want it to be, and you want it to be easy as possible. Be like Trey Lamar. <laughs> this is really easy. Yeah. So if you're having an, an argument with Trey Lamar while well, having an argument with Trey Lamar, it's really easy to find a Twitter handle. But anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those matches together where I really didn't know either competitor. But it seems like uh, like both of these two wrestlers have a lot of potential. And this is probably the equivalent of seeing, you know, Josh Bishop and Trey Lamar a couple months after they deb- debuted, which I don't think they're that young, but it's you're seeing it before other companies or like way more audiences see it. I felt there's a lot more with both of these wrestlers. And I think I've seen uh, praise from other wrestlers on each of these, these men. So I uh, highly suggest check them out. Yeah. I'm not sure about Airwolf, but I know uh, Blake Christian is like only two years into the business at this point. Uh, we kind of had a discussion with uh, some people at, Portillo's on the second round, uh, discussing him and stuff like that. So, well, I think he was there. He was, but we were discussing him with Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying no, because there was like, oh, have you seen? Have you met? I think that was the one where they're like, have you met Blake Christian? I'm like, oh, not Fortnite. <laughs> uh, but it was Blake Christian pinning Airwolf for. The win. Yeah, I liked a lot of his move set. Uh, for being as young as he is in the business, he had a, a really um, decent move set. I really enjoyed some of the stuff he he pulled out. It was unique, and I think that's what some wrestlers need to stand out is certain unique things. Like it's not even like major like moves or anything. It's just certain unique things that he does with moves that just gives it that little bit of a oh that's different. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he definitely has that. So, and I mean, only two years in. I mean, some of the guys that you know we really enjoy have been doing it for ten plus and don't have some of the things that he has. So it's it's he's definitely one to watch. Next up, we had Gary J versus AJ Gray for the Black Label Pro Midwest Championship, and this was like one of two matches where I would forget to tag like. Or just add in that it's for a title. I don't know. It's. I think it's because Black Label Pro is not my home promotion, and I, I don't think of a lot of these championships a lot. So it's just like, oh, cool. To me, in my head, just on paper, AJ Gray versus uh, Gary J is a, a fantastic match. You don't need a title on that, but oh yeah, there is the Black Label Pro Midwest Championship on the line. So I had to do a quote tweet for that one after I'd already posted it, but. Phew. Oh, you want to talk about a hard-hitting match? Banger! Gary J is another dude who um, is just now kind of getting a little bit more exposure. And uh, Fuck, he's been around since you know I started watching independent wrestling when he was coming up from St. Louis yep. with, with, you know, ACH and Submission Squad and Davey Vega mm-hmm. and Matt Fitchett. So now... Just won the Discovery Gauntlet on Beyond. Yep. And then a fucking going against AJ Gray Midwest Championship. Oh. So there's a sequence that was gift. Um, specifically, it was a uh, scorpion kick into the corner by AJ Gray into a brainbuster that my favorite style. It's a 
Kyle O'Reilly does a certain brain buster. If, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. AJ hits that perfectly and then follows up with the psychosis leg drop off the top rope. Fucking sweet triple set of moves. Uh, it, that, that was, oh, I loved it. It was so good. He is, he is so good. He's, he's getting better and better every time I see him. And that, that was real good. He hit another sick lariat. Uh, wow. And it was AJ Gray getting the pinfall for the win and retaining Black Label Pro Minos Championship. This this second half is pretty stacked with some great shit. Yeah, I ended up having to uh, leave the, the ringside area for the main event because I was just, I was really hot. It was really uh, cramped where we were at, kind of like, luckily, like, we got them nice ringside seats, but like they were, they were spaced real close together. And I started uh, just needing to take a little break. I don't know why they were spaced that close. Like when we're at AIW, they're they're kind of trying to get the max capacity for a lot of those seats. So I kind of understand why it's like that. But this one, their I mean, front row was limited to a certain number, and those like those seats could have been spread out a little bit more. I mean, it doesn't ha- help that we're both like two fat dudes. And, you know, we're, yeah. <laughs> we take up a lot of extra space. Um, well, l- luckily, the guy to my right kind of was leaning forward for most of the show. So I could lean back and put my arm like on the back of his chair and just kind of like stretch out a little bit. And like yeah. that way, like I'm not like in your space or like his really. And then like when he started like if, towards the end of the show, he was leaning back more. So I was kind of like scrunched. And I'm like, all right, I need to I need to get up and, and move around like my legs were hurting like. I was like, I need to get up and do something. So sad thing is we moved out the chairs for a lot of people were sitting down, but it wasn't enough. No, no. I mean, I think they like the amount that they had right there was literally from like post to post. And if you moved it down anymore, whoever was on the ends was going to basically just be looking at the post. And I, I think that's why they were as close as they were. But yeah, in the future, if we do ringside like that, we might have to uh, move them out even further in advance and just hope that they don't try to squeeze them back in. Maybe we can convince Mikey to let us bring, like, two bigger chairs in and, like, those <laughs> seats. Yeah, I'm just going to bring in, like, one of those, like, uh, the, the camping chairs that, like, folds out. It's real nice, real big. I actually have. Like, I have drink holders and shit. That's what I need. <laughs> the, the camping chairs that I do buy, because I have to buy the ones that support like a high ass fucking weight because mm-hmm. you buy the, the wrong ones which granted i think i make the mistake of buying them from walmart i need to go to a camping store but if i get the, the bigger ones they won't break as much and there's a lot more room so i don't feel like i'm cramped in those so yeah that that would be fun but, yeah we might have to invest in those if we uh make that trip down to tennessee this year next year my bad not this year next year well that's a standing room only show so well i i there's 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 a stage you can sit on that stage i saw them when i was watching the show last night uh the sobros crew was on the uh sitting on the stage so we might be able to sneak and sit on there with them yeah but i'm a front row fiend i know you are i know you are but like we're potentially I, talking about going to a show this weekend it's gonna suck that i know i can't get front row <sighs> actually i gotta double check if that if that G, the GA for that show is standing room only, I might be out. Yeah, I'm honestly, yeah, I'm I'm kind of out on it. I don't want to I don't want to overdo myself. I need I need a week to relax. Like I got we're doing double shows next weekend and like that's my long weekend off and I'm still going to be sore between, you know, eating all that delicious food and 
two wrestling shows. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to need some rest. Next week, I got two Thanksgiving dinners, two wrestling shows, and a movie to go see. Not a partridge in a pear tree. Yep. Uh, next up, it was uh, Jake versus Jake, and uh, Jake pinned Jake for the win. <laughs> uh yes you're just so easy with that um so jake something and uh jake atlas had a really good match um jake atlas like i said just got signed by wwe so he's gonna be leaving i did get to have a nice conversation with him and tony deppin um both really lovely people i really like both of them a lot tony deppin's a guy i've been watching for a hot minute um We'll get to him later, but like, uh, yeah, the Jake Atlas is so, so good. Jake something, um, this is your first exposure to him. What did you think? Like, uh, seeing him live, seeing both guys live, what'd you think? I really liked, uh, Jake something. Mm -hmm. The only issue that I had with him, which granted, I don't think it's his fault, is he kind of has a look that looks like other people. You know what I mean? What other, what other people? What, what would you, who would you compare him to? Because I am i don't – maybe well, I'm not seeing it. Well, a lot of dudes with beards and longer hair. Mm, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. My my only complaint with him is how often he uh, specifically, like, asks who he is uh, to get the crowd to kind of react to him. Um, I can get it, like, once or twice a match, but I think he did it, like, three or four times, which I thought was excessive. So – and like Jake Atlas in person is much more, uh, uh, just, um, I guess I would say thicker. He's just, he's really built like, uh, yeah, like a wrestler. Like I didn't think he'd be like, I thought he'd be like kind of skinnier, um, from what I've seen of him. And no, he's, he's built like a wrestler, like obviously, cause he is <laughs> one, but, uh, just, he just is thicker in person than I thought he would be. And it, it, uh, I think made the match, uh, just his hits looked a lot better. Like, because of that, so. It was Jake something that pinned Jake Atlas for the win. Yep. Next up, well, this is uh, where we have Tony Deppin. Oh, yeah. Tony Deppin versus Warhorse. There you go. For the. That's what I'm talking about. Because uh, we actually started closer to on time tonight instead of <laughs> the hour bullshitting we normally do. But for the Independent Wrestling Television Championship, IWTV Championship. I think it's just like the IW, like the Internet Wrestling uh, Heavyweight Championship. I think is what they're calling it. I called it the IWTV title as well, but I don't think they use the TV part for it. And I'm curious if they're going to add tag team titles. If they do that someday, I, I think I know a good tag team that could win them. Young studs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they could do it. Why not? Or uh, Lifers, which is Justice and Bev. Ah, yes. Any of those combos would be good for me. Any among you know Bear Country and all the great tag teams that are out there that are just killing it right now. Balance is forever. Any tag team with Danhausen. Any of yes, any of the tag teams with Danhausen, uh, or Orhausen, uh, him and Cold Steve, him and Egon, him and Kane. When he referred to when he <laughs> referred to him as Egon in person, I about died. That's the best man. It's it's. And he I'm, is he just he knows how to hit those comedy spots just right like he so i i, I know some people are kind of getting tired of it but i think he's still evolving everything like just he's not getting into this groove where it's going to be the same exact thing for every little thing like he keeps changing little things here and there and moving that puzzle around and i think some people are giving up a little too early on him so 
I just realized I have to buy a new mask because the new ones he has out, they're like the old wrestling mask and they're smiling. Ah. I noticed that in person, but in my head, I, just, like, I noticed the smiling and I was, uh, whatever, that's the one of the few things I noticed. And then when I got home and I looked at ones that I have on the wall, I'm like, oh, so yeah, the old wrestling smiling, the regular Danhausen mask isn't. So I need to buy one. Add that to your list of like 30 that we need. Yep. Um, anyway, back to this match. <laughs> uh, Warhorse, Tony Deppen. No, no, who? Warhorse! Yeah. Got it, got it. Uh, they, it was everything you thought it was going to be. They tore the house down. Deppen wore uh, Warhorse's vest for like half the match. <laughs> so it was good stuff, man. Like, I, I, both guys are really, really good. Deppen is, he came out, I feel like he came out of nowhere. Like, all, it's all of a sudden, like, he was on the GCW show, and then boom, he's just off to the races. Like, everybody, like, that solidified him and he is he's really good and then uh just getting to talk with him after the show and stuff like that he's he's a really nice guy um Warhorse was awesome too uh he let me hold the iwtv title uh because he let you hold it so then he had to let me hold it <laughs> and you held it like a like how'd you put it so we were talking about it later Oh, I like it was like kind of hidden behind us because we were doing our pose like the 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 cool metal pose yeah Mine was a little bit like that, too. Maybe I don't think as far back as yours because I went and looked. I was like, yeah, mine's, mine's back there, too. But At least it wasn't as awkward as my, my pose with the uh, Impact Tag titles uh, with the North. That I look really awkward in that photo. So. But, hey, it's it's that goes along with uh, every time I meet Ethan Page, it's it's a weird conversation. Because um, for some reason, I, I get tongue-tied around him and I, I get awkward around him. And I don't know why, like, we talk about uh marvel figures like i don't <laughs> there's nothing like i don't know but yeah this was the one show i actually didn't spend any money while i was there besides like during intermission like because of this weather and everything my throats just gets really dry and i was kind of hungry so i, I went and grabbed some pop or maybe you call it soda whatever but i grabbed some i think it was dr pepper just to try to kill two birds with one stone um, so actually only the only money I technically spent not counting that was, uh, when I bought the stuff for Marty and Sarah, which I did get at the show. Um, I bought a handful of stuff and they actually threw in a bunch of extras and I was like, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't pay for that was just thrown in extra and that I thought it was awesome. So, uh, obviously check them out. If you don't already, it's, if you like comedy and wrestling, they're, what they do on that podcast is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it takes a, a couple episodes to get used to the format, but I, uh, I've i really grown to really enjoy listening to them. Uh, my boss at work loves listening to them and their characters now. Like, we'll be sitting there and he, we'll be doing paperwork or whatever. He's like, hey, put that on. I want to hear like what they said this week. So then we'll listen to like half the podcast and uh, it's a good time. And, uh, she's, Sarah was there. She just commentary and, uh, I was really awkward with her too, but I think that was because like, I'm such a big fan of, of them on the podcast and, uh, yeah. So like, but like I got my picture with her and, uh, we talked for a couple minutes about different stuff. Like I telling her how much I really like her commentary. Like I, of all the people that do commentary on indie shows, like I really, really enjoy hers, uh, her commentary with, um, uh, oh, what's his name? 
Now I'm blanking Dave on Prezak. it. Yeah, Dave Prezak. Yeah, them two together for Black Label Pro commentary is excellent. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually even told her like at WrestleMania she did commentary like during one of the uh, collective shows, and I specifically tweeted at her because it's so different. Like to hear. Uh, a really well-informed um, female do indie wrestling commentary, and I think that that's a big step for um, for commentary in the right direction. And I think that she's a, a, a good example of what commentary needs to be for um, independent wrestling companies to make it more accessible for everybody. So the commentary that I want to hear is from the pre-show, only because I believe. They were doing commentary with Sarah Shockey and Stepstool Sarah. So it was the Sarahs and the this week's episode of It's Evolution Baby. For those of you who don't know, and I'm going to start throwing it in the plugs every week, and it'll be something the kids talked about in December, is Stepstool Sarah has her own podcast with uh, a dude from like Massachusetts. I forget his name off the top of my head. But they cover women's wrestling. And... They kind of like they talk a little bit about Slamilton and Stepstool Sarah. Kind of mentioned how hard commentary is, and I was kind of like, oh, I wonder what that commentary sounds like with you and her, because like I don't know if I've ever heard two females be on commentary and that's it. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's been done anywhere yet, honestly. So that's 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 something I would love love to hear. But you know, if you want, yeah, you. I, I, I'll throw out the plug right now that, you know, that's a fun podcast to listen to. You know, they're they're fairly new. Uh, the dude just said on this week's episode that he's only been, like, in audacity for six months. So, like, I understand how, how that is. And, I don't know, like I said, they, that's the main thing they cover. Like, 99% of the stuff they talk about on the show is what happened with women's wrestling that week on, like, NXT, AEW, They've stopped kind of talking about WWE because how they can go on rants about a lot of the storylines involving women, but uh, they'll also cover some other companies that involve women. When they went to Shimmer, they talked about it, and they talked about you know this match on uh, this card with Billy Starks and Kylie Ray, and they kind of talked about Slamilton as a whole. So I I highly recommend them. It's about a good hour podcast every. Monday or Tuesday, they kind of differ on some days, some weeks, but it's, uh, I, I recommend them, uh, cool people and pass on my book, but, uh, yeah, it was uh Warhorse pinning Tony Depp to retain the independent wrestling championship. That double stomp. Yeah. This was, uh, this was my first time seeing this version of Warhorse. Yeah. We saw a very early version the last time. And when I went to Southern Underground Pro. He was the the earlier version as well. Cool thing though, when we were talking to him, like he he recognized wrestling cheers, and he, like he asked me, he was like, "Did you did you sponsor something on this card?" And I was like, "No, no, like Southern Underground Pro, like that's where I like to sponsor stuff." I was gonna throw out like old wrestling, but I don't I didn't know if he had heard about that. But I know he was at I Am King, probably sees a lot of these stuff from Southern Underground Pro. So I was just like, "Yeah, like you know the name because of that, not because of anything here." Plus, the, you're you're painted nicely on the uh, the the ring canvas for God, Southern Underground Pro. If they ever replace that mat, I want I want that cut out and I want to hang it in my office because to me that's cool as shit. That'd be really cool. Uh, next up, um, is it main event time? Yeah, I do believe. Looking at uh, 
Looking at the tweets. That's what I'm going off of. We had the main event, Violence is Forever versus the Work Horseman in a 30-minute Iron Man match. And this was an interesting story. I think that's the one thing when it comes to Iron Man matches, most of them have been told. And I know I'm always looking for something different, and I feel like that's what happened. With mm-hmm. with as much bad blood between these two teams, weapons start to get used really early, and weapons aren't allowed. So, like, really quick, uh, Violence is Forever goes up, f- like, 5 nothing. I also do think, and when you went back to watch this, did you catch where they got a mysterious point? Uh, no, I didn't get that far into the show. I think I only watched, like, the, the I want to say, like, the, um, I stopped at some point. I didn't finish the whole show, but I gotta, I'm gonna go back and finish, but I don't, yeah, I don't know where the mysterious point came from. I was, at this point, I had left ringside, so I didn't get to, you know, pound on the mat and get all hyped like everybody else did. I, uh, took some stuff out to the car, got a breath of fresh air, and then kind of stood by the door, actually, by Brett Eisen, and, uh, kind of out of the corner of my eye, watched his reaction to this match while I was watching, so... Yeah, early on, there's there's just it seemed like there was a point jump, uh, like J Rose accidentally added one. But the the, the story that was kind of told was they went up early like that because the work horseman just wasn't carrying. They were getting disqualified left and right because they they just wanted to beat the shit out of them. And then while they were beating the shit out of them, and they got all those points, they they finally got to a point where like they were able to get a big amount of pinfall. So they was getting up to being tied. I think they went ahead for a little bit. Violence is forever came back and it, it ended on a, a very, very close score. It was eight to eight for a while. And then with like five minutes left, maybe no, even less than that. I think it was around three minutes left. Violence is forever gets another pinfall or they get a, so they get a submission. I think it was, but they, they get a point. So that at that point it's, you need the workhorsemen to get two points really quick, and they're trying. But unfortunately, they can't even get to a tie, and the balances forever wins. Yeah, um, it was it was really cool to see. Like, there's not a bad spot to watch that show anywhere in that building. So I was over by the entrance, actually by like the door um, where did you come in at the gym and, uh, could see everything clearly. Didn't have an issue. Uh, was still had like a f- front row seat to some of the, f- the fighting in the crowd. So it was real good. Um, the, uh, the story they told was really interesting. It was different. Um, holy shit. Did, uh, Koo get the shit chopped out of him and just beat out of him. Holy shit. Um, he was, uh, yeah, like you said, they were scoring real easy pinfalls. Like they were hitting real basic stuff and getting real simple pinfalls because he was just so beat from the chairs and everything that they did to uh, basically weaken them at that point. Um, it was a really good story. It was really different um, for, for an Iron Man tag team match. Um, once Violence is Forever was able to hold off and uh, Work Horseman from getting any more pins. Uh, because they were real close to, to, to getting that tiebreaker. Um, but they were actually able to get held off. And uh, that was it. Uh, big sign of respect in the ring. Uh, the workhorsemen put over violences forever. And then uh, some young guns came and, and assaulted violences forever. Uh, one called Manders and 
guy that I just didn't catch his name, Big Beef or whatever. Yeah, that's what we're calling him, Big Beef, because uh, that's what all is all over his Twitter. There's no other information. So he, he is he is Big Beef for us. I I honestly hate getting names wrong because <laughs> like when I'm watch when I'm listening to you know some podcast and uh, they mispronounce Brett Ison's name, I ju- I just want to go crazy and yell at him. To be fair, that podcast was on a tear at the time, so. <laughs> was or wasn't on a tear? I guess wasn't at that point, but so, we got it later on. Come on now. I I hate looking like an idiot, but I'll always say I won't act like I know something I don't know. And I it was one of those things I didn't catch his name, but um, Manders and this other guy um, <laughs> came in and attacked violences forever. So there's going to be something that happens with that little bit. At some point next year, don't exactly know when, but that's where the show ended. And then, you know, after the show for us, uh, I quickly went and reset everything up. The thing that I do love about my equipment is it can be very mobile. And I mean, that's why I, I bought it, but uh, I was able to put most of it in my show bag. And then as soon as it was over, I pulled everything out, plugged everything in. And within, you know, a matter of a couple of minutes, like I was ready to go. And while I was waiting for Steps Little Sarah and J Rose for the interviews, like that's when we got a lot of our pictures and you got more well while I was doing the interviews with with people and then you got ones which they'll be released later on, uh and somehow, depending, uh of me interviewing both Steps Little Sarah and J Rose. There's one really good one with J Rose, but with Steps Little Sarah, there's <laughs> most of the pictures I'm like my eyes are closed or something. And, and Sarah looks fine, or like my eyes are open. It looks like she's pissed at me for for something. Like there's one picture that legitimately looks like a uh, a sitcom picture that they would use for advertising, like like just uh, like a billboard, like coming this fall. And yep, that, that's the only way I could describe it. But some fifty fifty on picture taking. Got it. <laughs> uh, all in all, a fun show, fun trip. Uh, we had a blast, um, all damn near, like for me, I was up like 21, 22 hours. You hit full 24, um, would definitely do it again. It's just going to depend on how, how shit's going financially with a lot of stuff. But I, I do love Black Label Pro. If I could go out to Black Label Pro more, I would. If Black Label Pro would move closer to like the other side of Indiana, like it would be a lot easier to go to, but you know it it, it is what it is. It's not a thing that I'm really bugged about. Uh, again, huge thanks to Mikey. I, I love what he's doing. He's he's a he's a great dude, and it's a great company. I have, like I said, very little to say bad about them. What were your final thoughts on the show? Uh, I threw this out on Twitter, and I'll I'll restate it here. This was probably my show of the year. I know I still got a couple more left before we finish out the year but uh just from all the surprises and how everything worked um just i mean honestly the the show for even though it was pretty close to four hours long didn't feel like it it felt like it was maybe two um it i just everything was so great uh i always have a blast going to black label pro uh, and I, I specifically told uh, Mike, you know, this is this was my show of the year. This was everything I wanted in a wrestling show. Um, it was a blast. Uh, I, I think the um, 
making the trip with with you and Caden was uh, real, real fun, and I, uh, I I look forward to doing that again. Um, it, I think that adds to the trip, like that doing that, doing Portillos, all that kind of stuff adds to it. It's just a really fun day, um, capped by lots of great wrestling, and then getting to uh, mingle with everybody, and uh, it's just it was just a blast. Um, can't recommend it enough. You know, you say this all the time to everybody, get out of your comfort zone, go to a wrestling show. That's not in your area. By all means, go to black label pro. If you want to do a trip, go to black label pro. They are a blast. They're worth your money. They're worth your time. Check them out on IWTV. They're just excellent all around. I can't, I can't tell you enough how much I love that company. Um, they just released like a new hoodie and I'm instantly purchasing it, especially with who's on that hoodie. Um, I'm so excited. Well, I wonder uh, who that is. <laughs> well, it's not even because Warhorse and Dan Housen are on it. There's other people on that that I think uh, deserve the praise of being on, you know, a representative of Black Label Pro. And uh, I'm excited to, to own that hoodie. So, I yeah, would, I highly recommend everything about them. I would definitely like to do it again. I would like to have like get like a full car, four or five people all jammed in there, kind of like do what wrestlers do. Not to mention it would help with gas cost of being able yeah. to, to do yeah, to, that, to do the show and be, everything. That'd be nice. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't mind uh, like how our arrangement is for that. So um, I've never felt like oh this is this is outrageous because I always have such a good time. So. Um, well, I'm not yeah, even, like I'm not even, could get, I would say I'm not even looking at it from that point of view because it could be divided up a little easier because for the I mean, I'll just break down for everybody like how way we do it. I pay for the gas on the way out there. I pay for the tickets and I also pay for the tolls because with Easy Pass and you pay for the gas on the way back and to like refill up my tank. And that leaves us somewhere around even might not be perfect. But it, it leads us somewhere. Feels, it feels even to me. So yeah. I uh, I had no problem following that kind of deal like we've done. So it's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, if we get more people, that's that's even better time. Um, that way you can even tag out if you need to, if it gets to be, you know, too much on that last leg of the trip. Yeah. Well, also, too, like we, we got there early for the interview and it turned out like we had to do it afterwards. So like that extended the day even more. Like, I don't want to, I'm not blaming anybody because I would much rather do it in person and I was biting the bullet to to do it after the show. Was it what I wanted? No, I don't want to do it before the show. But th- that's how, that's how everything felt. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So that's kind of like why that last bit was a little rougher for me than it, it should have been. And, you know, like I said, I'd still, I'd still do it again. We get a full car. I mean, like I said, that would make things a little bit easier one way or another. And, uh, like, even, like, adding adding Caden compared to our first trip, like, added more fun. Imagine one or two more people. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, that will do it for the review of Black Label Pro Samilton 2. Any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go? Uh, my Twitter is Charlie underscore Butters. Uh, my podcast is Not Ready, the number four PTW on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, check us out. We're going to be doing a uh, review. Actually, it should be out by the time this comes out of Your Next from Southern Underground Pro. Um, there will be another episode the following this coming Sunday. 
And uh, yeah, so check all that out if you want. Um, we just got on iTunes. Uh, so rate, review, subscribe on there, even though it probably doesn't do anything, but it's still cool to see like comments and stuff like that. So we always like feedback. The way things have been going, I thought you were just going to change the name to Not Ready. <laughs> uh, of course, you can find myself at HeavySet330, much like you can find this show at WrestlingCheers, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, one more time, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The IndieCast, Center of the Universe, The Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, and It's Evolution Baby. Check out our other non-podcast friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Powerslam.tv, use wrestling shares all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if your name is Warhorse. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody